What's up? Hi, guys. Bridge Facebook World. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Vince on staff here at the bridge. This is my I'm wife. I'm Bo Weaver. And this is Bo Weaver. <laughs> Just kidding. This is my wife, Joanna. Mm -hmm. We've been doing uh, daily devos with Vince and Bo. And today we're doing daily devo with Vince and Joe. Look at that. What's wow. up, Paula? What's did up, you plan Daniel? That? I did plan that, actually. <laughs> Pastor Bo is um, facilitating a funeral today. And so. I was gonna fly solo and then I thought, no! Let's get my wife in here who very conveniently has a rhyming name. There you go. Uh, so what's up everyone? Hey Cindy, hey Elizabeth, hey Teresa. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in. Today we'll give just a couple more minutes for people to sign in. Daily Devo with Vince and Joe because <laughs> Bo is doing a funeral right now. Um, We've been doing, hey Joe, Jody, <laughs> Jody. says, hey Joe. Um, we've been doing a daily devotional on the book of Proverbs. Each day of the month, we're reading a proverb together as a church. So today is May 13th. So people are reading Proverbs chapter 13 today. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow on the 14th, we'll all read Proverbs chapter 14. And we've been doing these devotionals to go along with um, the proverb. Um, but today, since Pastor Bo is away, we thought, you know what, let's do something a little different. And so we're actually going to do kind of a follow-up to the message. What's up, Seth? What's up, Tom? What's up, Athena? Saying hi to people as they tune in. What? Liz. Who else was in there? Liz. Cindy. Cindy. Oh, Rayette. Melissa. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. So I'm just going to do a quick recap of the message from Sunday for those of you who might have missed it. And then we're actually going to kind of... Um, take you through an activity yes. that might help you process even more the point of the sermon. Mm -hmm. This Sunday was the beginning of our series called Identity Theft. And we talked about how we as Christians, we flourish when our identity is in Christ. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that we define ourselves by the statement, I am a child of God. That fills us with confidence because we know that we're loved and accepted and cared for by God as his children. So we have nothing to fear. We don't have to worry about criticism from other people because God says we're accepted. Mm -hmm. And we also aren't a slave to needing compliments from other people because God says we're accepted. But it also fills us with humility because that status of child of God was given as a gift. Mm -hmm. We don't deserve it. Our sin would naturally prevent us from being adopted into God's family but because of the grace and the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, we are given that identity of child of God as a gift. So we all want to live out of that identity of child of God. Then we talked about the fact that Satan, when he wants to mess with our concept of child of God, he gives us competing identities. And these identities are often positive things that we say, this is who I am. And that positive sounding identity actually enslaves us. It comes with an enslaving standard. So I'm actually just gonna use this for a second and then we're gonna use it again in a minute. But so this box represents our identity, my identity. The thing that frees us is when the only thing in this box is child of God, our relationship with Jesus. And anything else we put in our identity box, mom or dad 
It doesn't sound bad. Like, yeah, I'm a Christian and I'm a dad. But if being a dad or being a business owner is your identity, it will enslave you no matter what. Because having dad or business owner or, or mom as your identity comes with it an enslaving standard. You're never quite sure if you're being a good enough mom mm -hmm. to not feel like that identity of good mom is threatened or good dad or good business leader. So you can't take any criticism on something that relates to that identity. Your kids are mad at you or the house business struggles, your house is a mess mm -hmm. and you go, oh no, now I'm falling apart emotionally because a good mom should have a clean house or a good business person should have a big reserve account in their business. And if you don't have those things, your whole identity becomes threatened. So what you do is you erase everything else and focus on the one identity that frees you, which is child of God. And the amazing thing is that when you embrace your identity as a child of God, it actually gives you the emotional strength to be a great dad, a great mom, a great business owner, a great leader, a great whatever it is that you would have put your identity in before. So today we're gonna to talk about how um, those other competing identities, mom, dad, provider, whatever it is, we put those in the identity box usually for specific reasons. Yeah. Part of our upbringing, our childhood, will affect what we put in the identity box, why it feels like a part of who we are, and why we get freaked out when it's threatened. So mm -hmm. Joanne is gonna walk us through an exercise, you might have to um, nuance what I'm saying, yeah. but an exercise to help us, you and me, and all of us see where did these competing and enslaving identities come from? How do we get to the place we are? So I'm gonna hand it over to Joanna while I erase the whiteboard. Okay, erase that board. Yeah, so I started thinking about this yesterday. We met with our life group and we were talking about this specific sermon. And I, we asked the question of, what other competing identities do you try to put in your identity box? And I was really intrigued by the fact that almost everybody said something different. Like some people were like, um, you know, I'm a really nice person, I'm a good mom, I'm a hard worker, I achieve a lot in mm -hmm. my workplace. I have great ideas. Yeah, all these different things. So everybody's really different. And so it just got me thinking, huh, like where do these things start and where do they come from? Yeah. And how do, do we how do we develop those competing identities? Because they don't just right, they don't just pop up. A lot of times they're things that at an early age um, we started to define ourselves by. Right. Because some why would one person feel like work is my identity yeah. and another person feel like parenting is my identity and other people feel like being nice is my identity or mm -hmm. being smart is my identity, whatever it is. Right. There's a reason you ended up the way you are. Yes, yes. So for me, one of my competing identities is being an academic, so being a smart person. Um, and I, when I think about my life and when I think about where that showed up, it showed up at a very, very early age. Mm. Uh, and so some of you may know this, some of you may not, but I'm going to school for counseling, for Christian counseling, something I really love and really passionate about. And uh, there's this thing called Christian narrative therapy. A narrative, if you remember that word from English class, is basically like a story. Uh, and so one concept in Christian narrative therapy is they talk about how 
not only are we all part of the big story that God is writing, but he's also writing the story of our lives. But there's a story that God is writing, and then there's a story that we try to tell ourselves. Mm. So from a very early age, we tell ourselves, um, I am smart and people will pay attention to me because I am smart. You know, we start to define ourselves by all these different things from an early age and tell ourselves these stories about who we are. And just like Vincent was talking about, oftentimes these stories are, are not about us being children of God, but they're about all these different competing identities. So we tell ourselves these stories. And um, many times we start telling us ourselves these stories because of what authority figures in our life, so a lot of times parents, teachers, important people in our coaches. life, coaches, because of what these people have told us or shown us about who we are. Yeah. Okay, so long story, uh, a long explanation for what I've been thinking about, but um, if you're just hopping on now, we're talking about where do these competing identities come from? You know, when do we start telling ourselves the story of who we are and defining ourselves by certain character traits um, rather than who we are mm -hmm. in Christ? Because most of us are probably totally unaware of why we hold yes. these things as part of our identity. We don't know mm -hmm. when we started feeling like, I have to be financially successful. I have to be mm -hmm. the nicest person. I have to be the best mom. I have to be the best dad. Mm -hmm. Most of us don't even know where that came from. Yes, yes. So I'm gonna ask you, put you on the spot. Great. When you think about- We didn't know, I didn't know where you <laughs> no, <gonna> but... <laughs> When you think about some of your competing identities, yeah. can you look back on your childhood and see where some of those would have started to develop? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I talked about how pastor, is one of them, but maybe underneath the pastor thing, should I talk about that? The, yeah. Okay, so, and I have to, I think I talked about this in a devotional recently. I know I talked about it in a sermon, so some of you have heard this mm -hmm. like multiple times, but just for the sake of the example, <laughs> um, I grew up in a neighborhood that was unsafe. There was gang violence and that kind of thing in the neighborhood. So um, one of my competing identities is to be a good provider, mm -hmm. right? Part one, one thing I struggle with is I have to be a good provider for our little two-person family and hopefully someday our bigger family, right? <laughs> so um, for me, um, is it all right if I already know the answer for me? Yeah. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can go through the whole process of discovery, but no. this is something I've, I've talked about with counselors and therapists and that whole kind of thing. Right. Um, but... I've learned that that identity of I have to be a good provider came because when I was little, I learned that if you don't have enough money, then you end up in physical danger. Now, that isn't actually always true, but that's where that identity came from. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that was right on. That was a good example of that. And so a lot of times those competing identities come from something to do with our life, something with our childhood, something an authority figure told us, or something we just picked up on um, in our life circumstances. So the activity, which is like one of my favorite activities, I did not come up with it. I love it. I've done it with many people um, and God has used it every single time is to do something called a life map. And I'll it slide is, the camera up a little great. bit. It's not an emotionally fun experience. So it's tough, it's a hard thing to do, but if you have a little time, and you do with quarantine, a lot of you, if you have a little time and you want to just try something, um, I would really encourage you to do it. So, life map. 
this is the way I like to do it. There's lots of different, you can even Google it. There's different examples, but I'm a very linear thinker, so I just like to mm, go linear. Write it out. Yep. Okay, so you, you, would, you would draw your line. This is your timeline of your life, and you would put, you know, birth, zero, and then whatever your age is. So I'm 27, so I put 27. So you draw your line, put your years, and then, you know, kind of divide it up, do a little math, divide it up however you would like, but you're going to put your life into certain chunks of years. I like to do five years. So it would be like zero to five, six to 10, 11 to 15, and just go all the way through until you get to your age. I like five years, maybe you'd wanna do 10, maybe you'd wanna go really intense and do every two years. But you're gonna divide up your timeline in however many years you would like. So after you do that, for each timeline, for each chunk of years, you're gonna write down one positive memory and one negative memory from that clump of years. Mm. Um, so a negative memory for me from age zero to three, when I was three years old, I broke my collarbone and it was my first time going to the ER and it was just really scary. And that's actually my first memory, which is sort of sad, but that would be, um, a negative memory for me from zero to three. And so I would write that down, write down your positive. So you do that for every single clumping of years. And then after you're done with that, you wanna look at whatever themes or patterns you can spot between the positive and the negative memories. Mm. And most often, you will start to see kind of where some of your competing identities started and then the different forms they've taken throughout the years. So for me, I think one of mine is I need to be successful. You know, I'm a, I'm a successful person who does a good job at things that they try. So a lot of my positive memories are you know, achieving in sports, achieving in school, um, all these different achievements. And so I can look and see, oh, there's a pattern here that I feel good about my life, I feel good about myself when I'm, when I'm doing well. And some of my negative memories are things that I failed at. Mm. And so, and I still to this day have a pretty hard time with failure. Mm. Um, and so like I tried out for this play and I got cast as a reindeer with no lines, you know, and to my 14 year old self, I was like, I failed, you know, mm. and that's a really, that's a, a negative memory for me. Mm. Um, and so you're going to pattern out your positive, pattern out your negative memories, and then kind of write down what are some themes, what are some words that I see popping up over and over again. Mm. And usually that will tell you a lot about where you've been placing your identity and, and when that really started. And you might see a pattern in the different events so that the next time, so using that example of me being successful, like the next time I have to do something, if I have to do a talk, even like doing this Devo, I can know in my head, oh, Joanna, that's a, that's a spot for you where a competing identity might try to come in, right? So you need to be careful. You need to be careful to be filling your mind with God's truth um, and not lies. And you need to, need to watch out for that. Whereas if we don't know our competing identities, mm -hmm. we don't know where they come from and we don't know what events make them pop up, it's very hard to then come in with the truth of who you are as a child of God because you're just kind of flying blind. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So that's one way that you can figure out where things started. Not so you can just know to know, but that you can know so that you can allow the truth of who God says you are to really to permeate who you are. And so you can keep an eye out for different situations, events, and people that you might say, Oh wait, I know there's some competing identities that 
this situation is going to make me want to put this in my box, but I got to keep, I got to pray. I got to tell other people to pray for me. I got to keep an eye out for that. Mm, it's good. So, yeah. It's good. Yeah. Anything you would add to that? No, I think, um, no, I love that. I, I haven't actually done this exercise and yeah, it, this is making it. me want to do it. <laughs> this is making me want to it's do really it. It's really interesting. It yeah. is very interesting. Right, right. But yeah, we would encourage you to try it out and you can shoot us a message and let us know how it went. You don't have to yeah. share your map, but you could set, you know, let us know how it went. We'd love to hear. Mm -hmm. And I will say, though I haven't done this, um, oftentimes with understand, like we take some huge steps forward in our thoughts and in our actions just from awareness of what's going on in our emotions. Mm -hmm. So exercises like this sometimes can be hugely transformative Mm -hmm. and really set you in a good direction. So, yeah, that's our devotion for today. It's kind of more of an activity. It's not really a devotion. <laughs> you know, it's more of just a follow-up activity from the sermon, but we're doing it to our, in our devotion slot. Um, so, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Bo will be back tomorrow, and we'll go back to Proverbs, but we just thought this would be a nice follow-up from the message on Sunday. That's right. Any announcements? Oh, uh, no announcements that we haven't um, already said. But yeah, drive-in service this Sunday, back in the building May 24th. We'll have some more information about the specific safety things we're doing for the back in the building thing on May 24th. And um, yeah, we're really excited to see everybody. If you know somebody that maybe would benefit from learning about this activity, mm -hmm. feel free to tag them in the comments or share it with them or share it on your page. Right. And um, could be kind of a cool small group activity too. Could be a cool small group. You know, group if you all did life maps and then showed each other, or you could just, you know, share it with a friend and say, let's both do our life maps and then let's share it with each other and talk about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's great. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. We love you. Thanks for tuning in today, and we will see you soon. Bye.